systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. And hello. Beautiful. Pima County, Arizona. Oro Valley along the Catalina Mountain Range is where we are. It's pals, Pat and AJ. AJ is furiously sweating here on whatever day in October it is. Uh, it is October 21st and Thank it is you. 88 degrees outside yeah. and we just brought in groceries. So <laughs> Sweating up a little bit it's just there. so strange. I knew, th- <laughs> I knew this weather thing was going to mess with my head, but I didn't know it would be this bad. You're like, there? I'm just... It's so weird that they got, I mean, we all know they put Christmas stuff out at the store too early anyway. Well, yeah, sure, sure, But to see Christmas stuff out when it's 88 degrees is going to mess with my head. Yeah, it's like um, as a kid, and it's, um, again, ties into why we named our son what we did. I love the original Beverly Hills 90210, and the original premise of the show, if you remember, was Brendan and Brandon Walsh were moved from Minnesota. To Beverly Hills because okay. their dad got this big fancy job. Yeah. So like their whole like it was, you know, the fish out of water. Sure. They're they're the new kids in this like, oh my God, ritzy school. Yeah. And there's always this like Minnesota factor that they always kind of like the first couple seasons, you know, while Brendan and Brandon are still, you know, fish out of water. Yeah. That 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 they would play up the it just doesn't seem like Christmas without snow. You remember back in Minnesota. And, <laughs> and, and like, I think Brendan Walsh, Jason Priestley's character was a hockey player. Yeah. So they had all that lore. So I remembered as a kid, you always think that's the coolest thing ever. Totally. Especially when you grow up like, you know, I did, AJ did in the upper Midwest. With- yeah, we didn't go to tropical places for ha- for, <laughs> for Christmas. We went to grandma's house. Yeah. That's where was, you went. It was snow and it was miserable and it was terrible. And then I would watch this television show when I was like a freshman in high school. Like, look at these kids in California. There's no snow. So- they're they're outside like with sweaters on. The first, uh, the first time I ever went somewhere warm for Christmas was when we went to Hawaii in 2018. And I remember like it was just people in tropical... In, in just warmer environments, they still have like the blow up snowmen sure. in their front yard, and it is very you know, strange. The last I checked, uh, that 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 little holiday uh, named Christmas, forget what's the first half of that word again. Oh, Christ! Keep, keep the Christ in Christmas. Now, did uh, did that whole scene take place in like the Nordic region? Was it was it Russia? Was it a very snowy place? No, I don't think they had like oh, a, no. they don't have like no. a, a wool no. parka for Jesus. It was a fucking desert. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know. Like when we got all Didn't this, they also say that Christmas is supposed to be like in yeah. March or something. Well, like again, that. listen, we made up time. I know we made up time, and for right now, the Christians kind of control time because it's ADBC, right? Like like they they've kind of figured it out. So yeah, they they moved all those man. If you actually go through, and this is just a Catholic in me talking, if you go through. Like all the different versions of the Bible, the gospels that aren't in there. There's gospels of Mary Magdalene. There's a gospel of Jesus that they don't yeah. put in the Bible because it doesn't serve the purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you. See, that's the problem when you have a kid who's like really overly uh, 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 educated on the Bible, yet not buying into the dogma of it. So I'm like a dangerous, you know, I do source think of uh, it's going to feel weird without snow on Christmas, but yeah. I also don't give a shit because I would yeah. rather get in my pool on Christmas Day than not be able to leave the house. Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Do you remember it was uh, 2015? 
15 or 14, I can't remember which one. I think it was 14, 15, I don't know. Uh, we drove, because we, we just moved to Michigan. We drove to Wisconsin to see my family for Christmas. And um, the weather was so bad, so, so much snow, that we got snowed into the hotel. Yeah. And we were literally about eight minutes from my parents' house. They just didn't have room for us. But we were snowed in so bad, we couldn't get to my parents' house eight minutes away. And I said, this is stupid. Mm. Like, now we're just in a hotel. We could just, like, be at our house in Michigan where it's probably snowing as well. Your, but Your family. Making me waste money for decades. Oh, it's really stop great. It. It's fantastic. Hey, welcome to the 80th episode of Pat and AJ Podcast. 80? We're on 8-0, huh? 8-0. We're hitting 80 and never never one to um, not be corrected because, fuck, we're not infallible. Not like we know what we're talking about. Oh, I got to say hi, by the way, to uh, Kimberly Bresky. Remember Kimberly Marshfield? Nope. Remind me. Children's Miracle Network. What'd she do there? Um, she worked with us with the Radiothon. I think I do. You, if I show you a picture, okay. she, she just messaged me this morning oh, really? and it was another, like, just want to let you know your podcast really gets me through. Oh, so thanks. well, thank you. I remember you, Kimberly. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, you know, on the, um, 79th episode of the podcast, if you listen to that one, we dived in a little bit about class rings, high school class rings, college class rings, but more, more like high school. Cause we have a friend who was going through that with her, uh, her a teenager. I just, I, I had a different experience with high school and you had yours and man, ours is really off compared to everyone else. I want to give the Pat and AJ Facebook family a big shout because when we posted up that episode, we said, Hey, we're talking about the high school rings, yada, yada. And people started talking about it. And let's see, let's see. Now I a never, lot of people still have their, so class I rings. never got mine just to, yeah. just to refresh you. I never got mine. I went, I went to four high schools in four years and that just wasn't something I did. You had yours and lost it. Lost it before I even graduated. Before you even graduated, yeah. right? Tina says, lost it in a move. Cynthia says, I still have my husband's. Meg says, my high school ring still fits 27 years later. Holy shit. She goes on to say, I wish my high school clothes still fit. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, um, I'm still wearing the same earrings I wore in high school, so there. <laughs> now, get this, and this kind of really made me think. Um, cause we talked about how, you know, they, they jazz you up for it at school yeah, and then they send you home to your poor parents and you have this bill of sale already. Like you yeah. need to give me money for this. <laughs> Nikki field says, yes, I wear mine daily. It's one of the, one of the last things my grandfather got me before he passed away. Oh, that's so awesome. So imagine. So it's not even really about the high school aspect. It's about, it's yeah. about grandpa. Yeah, that's so I, awesome. So I didn't even think about that. Like, like, like maybe, you know, there's memories and, and emotions attached to, you know, not maybe the, the educational experience or any of that, but like, hey, my grandfather knew it meant a lot to me and he got it for me and then, you know, poor guy passed away. So, so now I'm still wearing yeah, it because that's right? what he got me. Which is very different than the last thing my grandfather got me. No bullshit. Uh, was an Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> Do, do you still have it? No, but I never ate it. I felt bad. I couldn't eat like a dying man's like, I don't know. I just like, I, I couldn't yeah, do that. You have to understand when Pat says that he means like grandpa bought him an Italian yeah. beef and died like a couple hours yeah. later. So because no, he we, never ate it. We lived together when he passed and he's like, Hey, I, I, I'm gonna get a beef tonight. Well, when I said, yeah, sure. That so came he got home. you one and you found him dead yeah. before you ate the beef. And then I didn't have a taste for, Is you know, my appetite went out the no fucking appetite. window with a corpse in the bathroom. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> You don't want to go to the fridge after that. That would have been a very, uh, very strong thing to do, though. Is 
sit at the dining room table, stuff your face with an Italian beef when the coroner shows up. Like, where's the where's Grandpa? He's Mom, upstairs. I'm going to finish my beef. Mom comes over. I'm just sitting there. Why? What do you want? Hey, I was hungry. He didn't know, man. Um, my friend Travis, who went, we've been friends forever. Um, we went to the same high school. I remember on the last podcast, I went on the Jostens website to see if yeah, I could you see did. the you, you were trying to figure out like, and they won't let you shop um, without a school code. Yeah. But then I was like, Travis found a way around it. And he Facebooked me after the last, uh, podcast. And, um, he, I think he said the cheapest one he could find from our high school, $275. <sighs> like I said, the guy's rings were always more expensive because the girls' rings were smaller. I think mine was 125 and I remember I paid half of it. So here's a couple of uh, different comments that folks left concerning what you can do with them, right? Because I think yeah. I, I included in last week's podcast like a little bit of a stand-up clip, which really kind of rags on people who wear class rings, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you meet someone who's like, you know, 47 and they're still rocking that big class ring. But it's interesting now because you hear about people who have other reasons for wearing them. Well, or what else can you do? Maybe you're thinking, yeah, I'm, you know, when I'm 55, am I really going to want to be wearing my high school class ring? Uh, Marcy says... I melted mine down when I was in college. I majored in art and melted down lots of them to make new jewelry. Oh, that's so cool. Even made wedding rings out of a couple's class rings. Dude, that's awesome. So, so you're repurposing. You're repurposing. Um, that's cool. Kimberly goes on. She actually, you Think know. Think about it. If you married your high school sweetheart, you what can a melt down your rings, that's, right? That's a great idea. Um, Kimberly, all the way from the uh, um, island of Oahu, Hawaii. Hello, Kimberly. Hi, Kim. Aloha to you. Oh, I used to Irish dance with Kim. She knows everyone. I never got a high school class ring. I bought myself a class ring when I got my master's degree. I still have it. My husband used it to create my engagement ring. I love it. <laughs> Both have emeralds, which are my birthstone. That's awesome. And a few others in there. Ashley says she still has hers. Uh, Danny Joe says she still has hers, her mom's, and her grandmother's. Yeah, I Which, know. Which, that's crazy that grandma, I'm just thinking about generations. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, like, grandma must have been, like, the first generation of women that was graduating high school. And, like, think about our grandparents uh, pretty much all grew up during the Depression. What did a class ring look like Fuck. in the 30s? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my grandmother always famously, she was the eldest girl. Of, I think there was like 12 kids. You know, Holy one of those, hell, I one didn't of those, know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's tons of them, right? And a Polish immigrant family. Yeah, that makes sense. yeah Polish family, Catholic. Yeah. You just bang and just have kids, right? So, but my grandmother always told me about how she went to, um, uh, uh, she graduated uh, eighth grade on a Friday. Okay. And then was told on a Saturday that if she wanted to go to high school, she had to uh, buy clothes, which of course meant she went to go work. Yeah. So my grandmother never even made it like a no. freshman year of high school. It was just like, so I, I can't even imagine women of that era. I mean, you had to be kind of well off, I think, to, oh, to like, to like yeah. be able to think about even extras like classrooms. Yeah, no, that was not something that they considered. And I'm trying I to think, my grandmother was born in 1919, so you're trying to think her high school years would have been in the 30s. Yeah, my grandma was born in 20, so yeah. she, was, she was in high school in the late 30s. Nope. They're like, go make babies or work. Um, I was talking to my dad about this yesterday, about repurposing stuff, and he was um, just bitching about how they have so many clothes and they just don't feel like getting rid of them. And he's like, well, I have all these golf shirts. Oh, fuck, does he ever? He, he used to try to pawn them off on me. Yeah, he's like, here, you want a golf shirt? And Pat's like, sure. And <laughs> just like, okay, I'll like, take a like, polo. Here's a boxy too large, definitely been washed a million times polo that I just don't want now. Smells like golf sweat. Yeah, here like here. I'm like, great. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so he said, you know, he's got like 
tons of polo shirts from the courses he's played. And he's like, well, those all have memories attached to him. I said, yeah, but yeah. do you wear the shirts? And he said, no. And I said, dad, I'm like, they, well, I said, make a pile of shirts that mean something and then shirts that mean nothing you haven't worn in a year. The ones that mean something, I said, there are people who will cut out the logo of the golf course and make it into a quilt. So you'll have like a quilt full of all the golf courses you did instead of a closet full of shirts you don't wear. Quilt's a little more usable, I think. Just uh, I mean, there's there's a million ways to repurpose yeah. stuff nowadays. You don't have to. You don't necessarily have to get rid of it. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Hearing just, I um, had no idea. So many people like uh, melted them down into other things. Or yeah, re- makes sense. Because yeah. what else are you gonna do with a class ring? I think after a while, you just put it in your jewelry box yeah. and it just lays there, right? Exactly. Jesus, my that's mom, where my yeah. dad's is. I know he. I know he has his class yeah, ring. It's in a jewelry box, it's right? In a yeah, jewelry you don't box, wear it. Yeah. So there you go. Just wanted to clear that all up. I don't want anyone to think we're not listening to your input. Of course yeah, we oh, are. We, trust me, we read and Love and to hear what you have to everything. say. And, uh, and we encourage you to go to the Pat and AJ page now because we <laughs> saw the best window decal ever today. Um, Pat and I just got back Listen. from grocery shopping. And we've Listen. talked, I think we talked about this on the last podcast too. And, you know, we have talked a little bit. And just go to the Pat and AJ Facebook page. We'll put it up on like Twitter. And um, Instagram, Instagram, all the all the fun socials that are tearing our society apart. And this is why. And and and, <laughs> and this is why. Uh, I think we had talked a little bit ago just about. It. I mean, we've talked about it a couple times. Uh, the increasing uh, use of profanity in printed form. Yeah. For a political point. Now, I say this as someone who genuinely has a love affair with the word "fuck." Oh yeah. Um, I don't I, know if you've noticed yeah. throughout the podcast, uh, Pat loves that word. I've been he aw- always has. I've been awarded um, certificates of appreciation for my potty mouth from Fortune 500 corporations. <laughs> you know, your your cousin even who listens to our podcast, hello, Sean and Chris, in Minnesota, yes. much, much like the Walshes who yes. got to go to Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, you know, they even told us, yeah, we love listening to the podcast and they have a little girl now. And they said, but the other the other day we just had to turn it off because it really seemed like like Pat was on a roll with the F word. And he it just was, got to be too much. I remember that specific podcast because yeah. I do think I looked at you and said, like, tone it down, just yeah. a skosh, man. So, you know. Um, and I don't have a problem with profanity. Yeah, I don't. I love but, it. But I also think there's, you know, there's well, a time. I think there's always a there's time and time, a place, but. There's time, places, and sneaking out, right? So, like, yeah. when I was growing up, my mom hated the word motherfucker. And I discovered the word motherfucker because of all the hip hop I was listening yeah. to. Okay. I was obviously I was a young dude when all the gangster rap hit and it was just the coolest goddamn thing in the world. If it had us. the E on the front of the C D oh, Pat bought God. it. That was I mean, <laughs> thank you, Tipper Gore, for teaching all of his kids what the best albums yeah. were. Because you said put that there, sticker on it. Yes, and we're like if it's explicit I want the sticker one. That's the one I'm buying. But like so I I love uh profanity and I don't think there should be any rules with that stuff. But I'm a big uh, fan of like kind of know uh know your audience. So I assume Well you know don't put it in a children's show. Yeah. So if you're listening to like the Pat and AJ podcast and we have on there, it's explicit and you've listened more, more than once, you probably figured out, yes, we throw around some choice words and you can choose to, from this point on, access the podcast or not. Or you don't have to. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or you can say like your cousin, well, maybe I'll listen, but not around my kids. Yeah. Understandable. Right. Um, that is a far cry from this new culture we live in. And unfortunately it is derived from politics, which is a fuck your feelings um basically just fuck you or, or, in general. or fuck you and 
I'm sorry, guys. It's all tied into Trump. It really I'd is. love to find, I mean, find me a liberal example and I'll use it. Yeah. But I just don't remember any Obama fuck your feelings shirts. Yeah, I wouldn't wear I just a, don't remember those. Listen, I, I voted for Biden. I wouldn't wear a Biden fuck your feelings t-shirt. <laughs> right, like it's I not like that. I wouldn't wear a Biden t-shirt regardless. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, right, right. Like, like I'm not doing that anyway. St- I'll be honest, I think it's strange that like people tout their political views 24 yeah. hours a day oh, now because like, it to me, it's not, like I'm like, no, like so, I wouldn't have a Biden flag on my car. You know, so we've talked. And you, but you can, it's a free country. You can do what yeah, you want. It is, but. but you know, just because you can fuck your cousin in Alabama doesn't mean you should, okay? <laughs> the, we pulled up uh, at a stoplight today and there was a SUV in front of us that had a sticker on the back window. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, fuck your opinion. <laughs> now, I got to say that is kind of better than now. The other one that we saw that we brought up was when we went to see a Colossal Cave. We went out to Colossal yeah. Cave in Arizona and there's a guy there who offered to take our picture. We're trying to take a selfie. And he had on a shirt that said, fuck Joe Biden and fuck, fuck you, you if you voted for him. Yeah, yeah, voting for him. So after he- And took, he was so nice. He was so nice. <laughs> so he took the picture and I said, thanks. And I said, oh, by the way, fuck me. I voted for him. And he kind of like got stunned for a second because- He probably forgot he was wearing the shirt. Yeah, right. He got stunned and then he goes, oh, well, everyone has their flaws. And he like quickly like scattered away. So he, first of all, he wasn't prepared- He wasn't prepared for, for confrontation to, yeah. for that shirt. And now we talked about how we went to a thing the the the, the other week, a, a community event here in uh, Tucson, where it's all about the community and different cultures. It's a family event. It's a family event. They, they don't even sell booze there. No. And you talked about how there was a guy there with a- um, Trump, on, fuck your feelings Yeah, it, it said Trump on the front and then fuck, fuck, your, feelings. fuck your feelings on on the back. And then, of course, today we can accumulate it with, you know. Fuck your opinion. Fuck your opinion. So I don't know where that guy is. Maybe he's saying fuck everyone. But the difference is with all of these, and let's see if you can figure out where I'm going with this, is that you have to choose to be exposed to my examples. Yeah. If I wanted, you know, to hear all that shit growing up, I listened to gangster Rap. Yeah. And if I want to hear that on TV, you know what I do? I watch The Sopranos. That's yeah. what I do. But I choose to yeah. do that. Um, but where, if you've got a kid in the car who just learned how you. to read, thank you, and they say, "Oh, fuck your opinion." I mean, like, come on, are you kidding me? And we even—it was funny. We went to we went grocery <laughs> shopping afterwards, and when we walked out, we saw the car. The car was there. First of all, it so was fuck a, your opinion. opinion, and it was in a handy. And it's like decaled, man. It's big. So like, like, like the guy had to have someone do it. Yeah, um, not it's, a bumper sticker. It, he was in a handicap spot, so he was right in the front. And we laughed. We we're like, "Oh, look, he followed us here, yeah. or we followed him." Whatever. And See, we both shop at Walmart. See, guy? <laughs> See, we all have something all in common. Alike. We all want a good deal. Um, But a lady walking past, what did you say to her? It was so funny. No, we, I said because... Uh, oh, he said out loud, he goes, hey, look, the fuck your opinion guy's here. And a lady walking past said... I saw that too. It's like advertising that you're a jerk. Yeah. And I said, you are a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's like, you want everybody to know you're an asshole. Take even if they don't, they don't know you. Which I mean, is a lot of it. That's yeah. just kind of like the guys. I remember once when I brought this up, this was back when, um, Oh, I didn't tell you the sticker. Oh I, shit. Is there another one? Yeah, there was. Um, and it was at home Depot. <laughs> Did the they other say day. specifically fuck uh, AJ? Did no, but it was a, a pickup truck at home Depot. And yeah. in the back window, it had, of course, you know, a, an AR 15. 
Yeah, sure. And it said, fuck your mandate. There you go. And I got Which I don't know what mandate he's talking about. You know which mandate. He's talking about a vaccine mandate. Man? Oh, I that guarantee man. it. Okay. But I got out of the if car. If you had the AR-15, I thought you were talking about a gun mandate. Listen, there was no mandate. I worked an overnight shift. I was in a fucking mood that day. Yeah, so yeah. I got out of the car and yeah. I saw that and I said out loud, ooh, you're badass. And like people looked at me and I just kind of walked away in shame because like nice I was going. I was so overtired. I didn't care. But it was like, come on, yeah. my God. I don't know if we're at that... Um, that boiling point, man. Like Yes, I, we are. I kind of thought we were, but after a boiling point, things simmer down. And I don't Things think, are not simmering down. Yeah, so which leads me to believe. Like I honestly thought, I'll 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 be honest. I thought we could figure this shit out on January seventh. Hell no. Uh, we all thought that was how many times did we think this was gonna be the end of it all? Um, on January 6th, what you, what, what you don't know is we were sitting down with our realtor who sold our home in Michigan and she is a conservative. Yeah. She's a Catholic conservative. That's fine. She's big into her dogma. To each his own. And she kind of too, um, you know, she, she was a little bit caught up in the MAGA shit. She was a little bit, you know, like I saw her. She, she was, wasn't uh, in a, she wasn't, she wasn't a, huge. She wasn't at a fuck your feelings. No, point. she was not a fuck you, but, but she was like a MAGA girl wearing the hat and all yeah. that shit. Fine. But, but she kind of said, she goes, well, I don't take it, you know, that seriously, which is a big reason why I think he got elected in 2016. Yeah. Cause people were like, oh, it's funny. That's, that's the this guy from hilarious. TV. This is the guy from the apprentice. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but she's like, I don't know. I never took it that seriously. And, and, and so we were sitting down on our floor. We were sitting on um, the floor of our old home in Michigan. We had papers all over the floor. Yeah, you got all the, at, yeah. you know, at home values around us, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And in the background on the TV, the insurrection was happening. Is the insurrection, right? And at this point in the day, like it had already happened, right? So you had the it thing. It was later in the day, yeah. Yeah, so you had like, you know, the fucking speech. And then you had the insurrection and all these people stormed the Capitol. And then by that evening, remember, we had taken re-control of the Capitol. And even politicians who normally were all the way there, I'm talking like your Lindsey Grahams and all those fucking yeah. people, they were like, you know what, guys, I'm out. Yeah. I did not sign. And for, for and at that moment, I said, fuck, maybe we just hit the boiling point. Maybe that was it. This went too far. And fuck, it stuck for about a week. And now we're fully, you know, we are ten months out, and, and like they want to forget it happened. They, they said it was a, a peaceful protest. Bullshit. Most of those people have not been arrested, and so I don't know what the boiling point's going to be. There is no more boiling point. We are that no. There's far gone. no. Trust me. There's going to be, and I don't know if it's going to be. I thought you deadly know, violent. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't think because you have to. A boiling point means you simmer afterwards. Yeah, which means right now we're still bubbling up. We may think, look, this is how the fucking frog gets gets cooked, right? Yeah. Because you plop them in the water and you slowly start turning it up. So you may think right now, like, oh, this is like the heat's really turned up. You may only be at medium. They're not even done boiling your ass yet. It's just so messed up. So I, I don't, don't know. know. It's like I there really. Were, there were many, many points, and I won't even go through the list, where I thought this has got to be the end yeah, of this, this, this circus. I thought, I thought the insurrection. I thought, honestly that that was it and i thought grabbing by the pussy was no. it and then i mean that wasn't even an issue that was fine with everybody yeah no and then i thought and then when he called uh the white supremacist what was a very fine people very or some fine shit like people that, at the that's uh, what, charlottesville thing that, which, which actually that is the moment if you're wondering why joe biden ran because of that moment joe biden actually was not going to run for president again and it was that moment 
um, when he said, you know, Trump gave the speech about the Charlottesville thing. He said, ah, there's good people on, on both sides. And, and that's when he's like, fuck, this is really kind of kind of bad. Kind of messed up. So, you know, with all this and where I'm where I'm heading with this is, is that now it's just getting more and more in Bra- your face. It's brazen. It's confrontational. And it's I, like people are literally trying to pick fights with you. I, well, they are. And I'm trying when you to. Say, when you wear a shirt that says, fuck your feelings, fuck your opinion, like, fuck you for voting for yeah. somebody, that's confrontational. Yeah. You're you're purposely wearing that to piss somebody yeah. off. And it's even funnier, like the nice guy at Colossal Cave who forgot he was wearing forgot it. He wore, and was right? the. We didn't even talk to him. He offered as we were struggling to take a selfie. Oh, let me take that for you. My wife and I struggle with that all the time. And he was so nice. And then I'm like, but you're wearing a shirt that basically says, hey, I'm a jerk. You know, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Listen, if you're someone who right now you're like, listen, I got a flag. I fly it on my property. It says, fuck your feelings. And that's my right. Fine. Yeah. I would love to have you. You know, I mean, I don't know. Get a hold of us somehow. We're we're pretty easy. Just to get what a hold is? Of. I I just want- patandaj.com or like go to all of our different socials. DM us. I would love to hear one of our one of the the, the Pat and AJ family members. Just explain it. All I and, if you're into that, just tell me why. And yeah, and like it, fine. Or, or like, what's the point? I mean, is the point just to trigger? Is the point yeah. just to piss people off? But then, like I said, I I kind of just go back to like the kid thing. Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't, this was um, a family event yeah, we were at. I wasn't, I just don't remember a moment in time. And like, we're not, listen, we're not against anybody's, this is an absolutely 100% free country. Yeah. Wear what you want, fly yeah. the flag, fine. But civility is also an issue. I remember when, and I'm not, we're not friends anymore. We, we literally had a huge falling out after 15 years. One of my best friends one morning went on her Facebook and talked about what can I do to piss off liberals today? Yeah, and I texted her. I said, "Is that what you think about but, when you wake up?" In but the like morning? that's like the new thing with that party. I'm a like, lot nothing. of it is just it's 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 the party of owning the libs, right? So like, I'm it, like when I wake up in the morning, that is, I don't yeah. think about that kind of why do, why is that what you think about? Like how stressful for you? What the hell? Yeah, it is. It's and, bad. It's not. It's not healthy. None of it's healthy. So in. In order to kind of, you know, counterbalance that, because you're probably thinking, all right, Pat and AJ, we, yeah, we see this too. What do you want me to do? You, 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 you want me to fight with every person? No, it's a free country. That's you, the problem. You know, you, you want me to start my own podcast? Um, no, but maybe if you want, you can do what I did, which was uh, when, when, when we found the fuck your opinion guy. And again, I don't know who we saying fuck your opinion to. Maybe yeah. the other one. Um, I begged AJ, let me jump out of the car and take a picture. I we, wanted to take a picture in front of it, right? We were behind him at two we're different stoplights. And so I'm like, let me, and, and, and I'm like, it'd be so funny. And I wanted to do a juxtaposition, right? So uh, it, it reminds me very much of my friend, Jeff, God rest your soul. Um, when we were out once on Valentine's Day, and he found a boyfriend who was cheating on his girlfriend at the bar. And they were making out, and he's like, take a picture of me. And he took a picture of himself next to the couple making out, <laughs> and he's smiling with a thumbs up. And it was like the funniest I, fucking thing. Damn it, I, I miss it him. It was so funny. <laughs> I miss him so much. And that's where I was inspired. I said, take a picture of me. And she goes, fine. 
And like, I run out to take a picture and I just pose right in front of it with a big old thumbs up. Like, you know, and like, I'm wearing my high five shirt. Here's the funny where, part where that I I'm, realized. Where I'm giving a thumbs up. So I'm giving a thumbs up in front of the fuck your opinion. By the way, people around me are losing their minds. Yeah, they thought they it was hilarious. Thought it was fucking hilarious. You know why? Because they wanted to do it, but nobody has the balls to get out of their car at an intersection. Do you right. know what I thought though? <laughs> I'm like, so whoever the, the person is driving yeah. the car that says fuck your opinion. They're just going to unload on me, right? They have like a fucking AR well, in there. But I'm like, well, it's, it's Arizona. You never know. I feel like there are lots of guns under front seats here. I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, but he ran up to it and gave a thumbs up. And I realized, I'm like, the people around us and the people driving don't know why he's giving a thumbs up. They could think he's agreeing with it. Like, yeah, fuck your opinion. Or... I was giving peace signs. He was giving peace signs. So it could have been, oh, well, you know, I I guess fuck my opinion then. Uh, You're awesome. Like, it was just... Just want to fuck at him. Well, you know. The, The picture... If you want to see me in all my hippie glory, <laughs> graciously, you guys, you you have to see. I look like a total asshole. I don't even today. think I don't you. Can, I don't even think you can see the bottom half. <laughs> He's wearing his tie dye Crocs. I am. Yeah. He's wearing his Hawaiian shorts. Yeah. Um, his hair is in a man bun, yeah. and he has a shirt that has his face on it, saying it's, high five. It's me wearing a shirt, wearing a shirt of me, wearing a shirt of me from different years, We're saying, saying high, high five. five. Uh, the picture's <laughs> available if you want to see it now on our social. Hello. Top of the evening. I'm uh, Clark W. Griswold. We're from the United States of America. And I believe we have reservations for four. No, no, you're a scupper, mate. It's all gone real as a cotton seed place full of macaroons. Of course, I'm cooking on a dog and bone to my old mate Jim to spit down Whitechapel. What? Daddy's speaking English. Yeah, I know. I feel like I have to default to you again because I didn't have a normal high school experience. Is there normally a big high school trip? Um, we went, uh, there were two trips for us, but they were both music related. Okay. So it was was, because you were specifically part of a group. Yes. So like there were two trips. It was my sophomore and senior year. They planned a trip every other year and it was band and orchestra combined. Okay. And, um, I think like you see that in like the Rose Bowl parade where it's like, you know, high school marching bands from fucking Boston and they probably fundraise for everyone to go to California. Yeah, and, And like that. And we went to New York when I was a sophomore and then they went to Hawaii when I was a senior, but I didn't go Ooh. on that one. I couldn't afford that. That was band too, right? <laughs> my, yeah, band. Or my, my, okay. my parents kind of laughed that one off. They're like, nope. So there wasn't, though, a general... like Class trip. Like you went to Wauwatosa West? West. West. So there wasn't a Wauwatosa West class of... 2001. Trip. Nope. Okay. It was band and orchestra, and that was it. Because, you know, again... I thought maybe it was just because I didn't lay my hat too long in one place during high school that I never saw this coming. But, um, yeah, apparently, if you didn't know, when your kids go to high school, they're also going on some international mystery vacation that you will be expected to foot the bill for. Well, the first time I heard of this whole class trip thing was when our son was in middle school and apparently, like every middle school in Michigan, the eighth graders go to Washington, D.C. Now, we did learn about just, you know, geographical customs, right? Yeah. Because maybe you grow up somewhere and just in your area, this is normal. We did learn in Michigan for the kids in the public school systems, it was kind of like 
in the grade school, you did a Mackinac trip. Yes, they did we a Mackinac trip. We all went on a Mackinac. That was fourth grade. That was fourth grade, right? And then it was in middle school, apparently. Eighth you, grade, you go to D.C. You go to D.C. Which now, he didn't go because of the pandemic. But but right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. we had a huge informational meeting about a high international school. high school trip. Because they're saying, hey, you have a child, we assume, like 99% of the district, except us, that your child would then graduate from middle school into high school. Yeah. And just so you know, when they enter into high school, we immediately start talking about this class trip. Yeah. And this is, I'm not. I don't and, even remember where that trip was supposed to go it was it was europe but i just the the price tag right. terrified me so i just kind of checked out <laughs> and so i was sitting there like well fuck like i always knew we were in a semi bougie area see we were in like a we we were in a suburb next to a bougie suburb yeah but our kid got all the bougie suburb perks so i said oh no this is like bougie suburban you know kid stuff where yeah. their parents were like oh yeah we're gonna sh- fork out you know Five six thousand dollars for them to go on this, you know, vacation trip. Yeah, and so I said, "All right, maybe that we we've left behind this bougie little suburb we used to live in, and we live out here now in Tucson, Arizona, different place." Aren't you glad, by the way, that we didn't start putting money down for that trip in Michigan? Because you know what, we wouldn't have lived there. You know what? I don't know because now, guess what? Uh, My kid's school—he's a freshman in high school—has just informed us about. Yes, their international European vacation. 2023. That they want to start talking about now, because, of course, most people have to save up some dough. Yeah. The- I'd say back in, this is no bullshit, when we were having the informational for the one in uh, Grand Blank, Michigan. That's that's. The- I went to the meeting. You didn't. I was there for something. But Who- you weren't there for the meeting. No. So You so- were there when the parent asked if they could pay for the whole thing up front, right? Yeah, or and I was almost shit my pants. That, I was, that was like, right. what? So those were like the waters we were swimming in in the old suburb where there and were some plus, parents of means who could say, fuck it, I'll just pay for the whole thing. You know, our son's on the spectrum, so we realized we're like, one of us is going to have to go with on this oh, trip. No, they tell us that. Yeah, they told us. That what? happened yeah. for Mackinac because that's why we didn't go to Bonnaroo that yeah. year because for the Mackinac trip, it fell over Bonnaroo, which is normally, you know, Pat and AJ's four days a year or to be alone. Um, and I remember them saying, hey, just so you know, if your son wants to go, um, we are going to need one parent with. So and, right and there- And I wanted to go with, but then they said, well, uh, you can't share a hotel yeah, room. Yeah, big to do. Who cares? So I was like- So that kind of set like the groundwork where we knew moving forward, one of us is going to have to go with Yeah, he's our not going by himself. Yeah, our child is not going to be one of the kids that can go off, you know, by himself on one of these big trips. So that that kind of economically changes the entire scope, right? Yeah, at the informational meeting, it was it was like 3500 3, or maybe a little bit less per person and it costs more for adults yeah. to go. And I was like, I mean, I literally felt sick to my stomach. I'm like, you want me to fork over seven grand in like a year and a half? Are you kidding? I don't. I mean, my buddy, he just graduated. It, it would have been like six hundred dollars a month. I think me and and let's be fair, not all the parents there are bougie. No, no, because no, no. I was sitting next to one of my yeah. the I taught her daughter dance, and yeah. she her daughter went to school with our son. So we were sitting next to each other. But there's also, we know, there's people of means. I mean, yeah, it's I like it's like anything in the world, right? But I mean, but what I'm saying is that, you know, we exchanged glances like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But you tell me that you didn't think it was maybe just because of where we were geographically. 
that may be all uh, right. No, I didn't. I just thought no, this really? is some, I just thought, I'm like, okay, this you is think kids in have. You think kids in uh, Flint, Michigan were uh, fundraising to, to, to go to Europe? No, I never said that. Exactly. So that's why I, I thought it was more of a, like, I didn't think it was happening in Burton, but I knew it was happening in Grand Blanc. Now we get out here, and apparently it's happening everywhere, right? Because our kid, same thing, we live like in a little bit of a bougie, you know, suburb now, but he goes to school within the Tucson city limits. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so this is obviously not just a pitch to those with means. This is now like a general pitch to all these high school kids. And it's, I mean, 2023, it's like summer of 2023. That's a year and a half. So they're giving you ample time. I got to think. That's not ample time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, how well, much well, sooner can you do it? They're not even in school no, yet, right? I get it. I totally get it. I think my my issue with it is that, um, again, you know, it's it's more feasible if you have like, one kid going. Yeah. I feel bad for families that have multiple kids. Mm -hmm. And then there's us where one of us has to go with. So it's automatically at least two people. So like this. And again, I just, I I don't, I think it's advantageous to plan a European trip. Um, when we're still kind of on the tail end of a pandemic. Oh, that's, I mean, one, didn't we like just barely get on the terms where like Americans can travel outside of our country? So yeah. it is totally hilarious that they're looking down the road like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, and, and I was even weary about the D.C. trip because that's when our politics got like v- real vile. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I want my kids going there. Yeah, think about it. He would have been going, and we talked about that. He, if he went, which yeah. he didn't because of the pandemic, yes. he would have gone ne- about a month and a half after the insurrection. Never. Nope. Would never have <laughs> just, just wouldn't have Like they like fenced off the Capitol Holy and the shit. White House. I would have been like, nope, we're good. That's actually what the kids tour now when they come to D.C. They're like, <laughs> this is where the one ride happened. Here's where another insurrection. Where the QAnon shaman pushed out a cop. (laughs) So, but but I don't remember. So, do you know anyone? I'm trying to find anyone who's actually gone on one of these. I don't know anyone who, in high school or as a parent now, has chaperoned a European vacation for high schoolers. I just think it's a bit much. And my problem is too. Now that I've been to one of these informational meetings, and Pat's going to the next one yeah. because I have to work, and plus I want him to sit through this one since I already yeah. did it. Um, I really am shocked at how much they inflate the cost. Sure, because my my sister and her husband, my brother in law, they went to. Um, the UK for like a week and a half. And she told me how much they spent on it. And I mean, they're, you know, they're not, they're not swimming in money. They did it for like $1,900 for two people for a week and a half, which is really that good. airfare? Yeah, that's everything. Holy shit. And so then to find out that it that's was- That's insane. It was like bare minimum 3,500 bucks yeah. to send my kid to Europe with a school tour. Like the tour, that's what costs so all the money is the so tour program. So that's 35.1. Then you got to tack on a parent that's $7,000. And that was why I was like, you know, I think we can do 3,500. That's manageable. We just have to budget. And then I thought, holy shit, double that. And, and you had to add on because like I said, adults cost more. So it would be like more like like eight thousand yeah, dollars. I would say probably like seven. Holy seven, shit! You are out of your mind, man. Listen, and here's the weird thing about it is that our son really kind of out of nowhere because we have got him um, uh, used to traveling. It really was kind of a uh, it was it was difficult for a while, right? And but now he's he we, we've traveled long distances to Hawaii, and those are big flights. And he's as of the last year been like, hey, when I graduate high school, so that's you yeah know, four years down the line. He goes, as a graduation present, it'd be pretty cool if we could go to Europe. And I've never been to Europe. I would love to go to I've Europe. I've never been to AJ's Europe. AJ's never been to Europe. 
And I said, you know what, man? I think that's a beautiful thing. So how about you do good in high school, right? You got four years, yeah. which basically saying Pops has four years <laughs> to save up for it, right? Like I have four years to figure this out. But I say, go do your four years, yeah. kick ass. And then at the end, we're going to go do this great European that's vacation. That's the graduation present. Yeah. yeah. Now, as opposed to, and, and, and again, I understand like I was talking earlier about means, and I know it's really fucking weird when we talk about money. Do you see how like much you're a butthole puckered there? Because like, no, it's my a weird, it's a weird, uncomfortable thing. We don't like talking about it because it talks about privilege and that fucks us all up. What, but what was awkward was being in that meeting talking about money and seeing some parents that say, could just pay for it. Like, here's my credit card. I'll pay for it right now. Yeah. And then the other half of us, like, Oh my God, that's like $700 a month for the next year and a half. And like, then there's that's a lot. You have to remember, there are people who did not even show up to the meeting because oh, yeah. it is not a conversation no. that can be had. No. And, and we were, we were like the in-betweenies. We're like, we'll go just to see what this is all like, about. Like, what's the pitch? Yeah. Give, me, give me the pitch. And of course there's, so what, what I'm saying is I also understand that there may be our kids, families, this is going to be the only opportunity. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, and, and who knows what this child's going to go on to, to, to do in their life and maybe be very wildly financially successful and do whatever they uh, want it is to do. But, you know, maybe some families have to say this is going to be the best opportunity for my child yeah. to ever be able to do something like this. And if we all and again, they don't have our burden of having to have a parent go and everything sure. else. But, you know, maybe if, if this is it and you're willing to take on that burden, I absolutely get it. I get it. It's just like fucking weird because I remember yeah. the highlight of trips for me growing up, by the way, was going to uh, Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, That's the highlight of your educational trips in Illinois is you get to, in eighth grade, go to Springfield, Illinois, where Abraham Lincoln was uh, born and, and, and governed the, well, our fine state. And, and my other issue with it, too, is, you know, and it, it comes down to money again, but the fundraising. Yeah. Because when we went to New York City with the band and orchestra, we went for a music competition. So we yeah. competed against other high schools. That trip, and I remember, was $800. Mm-hmm. And that was manageable to, to fundraise a bus or a for. Flight? Bus or flight? It was a flight. It's a flight. Um, and I think I raised like $350, mm-hmm. and my parents covered the rest. Okay. So that was doable. Then Hawaii came along, and it was like twenty three hundred. And my parents were like, "That's a far cry from eight. <laughs> it kind of jumped up a little bit. Yeah, and they're like, "You know, you're yeah, not you're I not going to be able to sell that many Kringles, so let's just call it off." And I hate to say it, we also know when it's just a hustle, you know. Yeah. And, and, and Hawaii, unfortunately, because they know they're so remote and, they, and they're this and that, you know, places go there to have things there just because it's cool to be there. Yeah. It's not conducive. You didn't need to to pitch to your high school kids that they're banned needs to go to Hawaii. You could have made that somewhere else, but it's cooler to go there. Um, It's just weird to me because this just wasn't in my world. And now, obviously, we've seen this in two different states, right? Different parts of the country, different financial pictures. I mean, the Mackinac trip in fourth grade blew my mind. I'm like, you're going to take elementary school kids up north? Overnight. Overnight. We all stayed overnight. It It was was a couple nights, wasn't it? It was two nights. Two nights, I think it was two overnights, yeah. So to me, that was... because. When you're that age, like, I think the only trips I ever did were, like, some overnight Girl Scout trips. Yeah. But you never, like, went out of town without your parents at that age. And But then the eighth, like, eighth grade, D.C., that seemed a little more understandable. 
But it didn't happen. It's, I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, one, logistically, like you said, we don't know where we're going to be pandemic-wise, travel-wise. Yeah, I sure shit wouldn't plan that far ahead right So now. one, you're not going to know if these kids got to be vaccinated to yeah. get in the country, which again, my kid is, but I don't know what you're doing with your kid, and I don't want to get in that fucking discussion with no. you. No. So is that, you know, so one, are there going to be rules like that? Two, what about passports? You know, mm-hmm. do these, I mean, cause you know, there's going to be at least one kid that shows up day of ready without to travel a without a passport and their parents going to be like, what are what? you talking about? Well, the passport backlog is nuts right now. I just think it is, it's really, really ballsy. Cause think about where we are right now. October, yeah. 2021 last year in March, when all of this started, would you have thought in October of the next year we'd still be dealing with the pandemic? No, I mean no, we were, but we are. So what's yeah. to say in 2023 we're not it's still not dealing still with it? On, yeah. I just, I, I mean, we've gotten to a point where we just don't plan anything anymore. Yeah, too we don't. Far yeah, out. we don't plan anything big. Anything. It's just like who knows? Yeah, it's it's a total crapshoot. So that's why I'm like that's that takes cojones. And here's also like my other part about it, and I think back to like that that age 17, 18, and stuff, like. Can you really, I mean, that's big going to Europe. I mean, that's. That's enormous. That's a whole new culture. And I think this trip was for, uh, was Italy and Greece? Greece and Italy, yeah. And and, and those are two very unique countries. Amazing. You know, um, I wonder if, and I sound like the fucking world's oldest grandpa saying it, but I wonder if the kids really can take stock of it. Like if it really is impactful, like if they can soak it up or if you're a little bit too young and immature to understand the gravity Um, of how awesome it is. I don't think in high school, no, because I remember my New York trip really well. Okay. And it was really cool. And it's one of those things that is absolutely like, okay, so, so it is stuck in your head. Yeah. And I, I mean, we, we all appreciated how huge that was. I mean, my friends and I were walking around Times Square alone. It was amazing. See, I was going to say that. Let's go ahead and now, (laughs) and, and now think of, think of just all the random shit that you got away with when you were in New York, right? And AJ's told me these stories. They, they, they took the subway and they took no, a no, cab. No, no, we didn't. We took a cab. A cab, because yeah, they said we wanted to hail well, a fucking cab. I, so basically what happened is we spent the first day, um, I don't remember the first day. I know we and, did. And you were what, 17, right? Uh, 18, 17, 16. 16. 16. Okay, 16 years old. Um, So we, um, I think the first couple days were all about the music competition. Yeah. And then the last two days, I think we stayed for four. And the last two days were sightseeing. I know we did the Statue of Liberty together. That was a big group thing. Okay. Because you had to take a boat. Yeah. And then the last day um, we spent, and it was it was like kind of on your own. That's wild. Which in hindsight, I'm like, holy shit, they let a bunch of teenagers. It was like you had to stay with your group. There wasn't a chaperone for every group. Hold on. So you just put like six kids together and you're like, hey, you guys are all your accountability buddies. Yeah. It was like, meet us back here at this time. And <laughs> it, the one rule. That's the worst idea though to It man. was. Now in hindsight, it oh was. Oh my goodness. And, and you know, the one rule they gave us was no public transportation. You're not allowed to get on the subway or get in a cab. Yeah. And of course my friend and I right said, well, we were, we were going to be late getting back to our meeting place because we walked yeah. to Times Square. So you had to take a cab. And we were like, yeah, 
we were we were literally little kids just looking around like wow and then we said holy shit we're gonna be late so we hopped in a cab they see you get out of a cab we told you not to take a cab we're gonna be late getting back what do you want me to do we had him drop us off a block ahead so you know with that kind of just you know thinking about that was a different time that was 1999 yeah like the the towers hadn't even fallen yet right so that was just a different time so i mean so think about that with like what you guys did in uh, new york and again you had time eaten up because you were part of a band thing yeah right these trips are just like we're going as a class to experience yes. culture we were actually going for these trips for like an actual purpose something, and yeah. then something else added on to yeah, it which don't get me wrong the purpose is really for you guys to go on a trip absolutely you know, but um hey we how, won that competition damn it <laughs> obviously how would you like even try to compare to the shit you could get into Mm-mm. in europe nope because, oh, Europe is way yeah. more relaxed. I mean, these kids can drink when they're 18. In, like, Italy, one of the, we, we had a neighbor uh, back in Michigan who ended up having an exchange student for a while uh, from, from Italy. And I shit you not, the exchange student requested to leave because she was being held to American standards of what a 16-year-old is into. She felt like she was being, like, honed in too much, and she wanted to go like, out and She wanted to and- go, like, well, one, she didn't understand why she couldn't go out dancing to clubs. Yeah. Because that's in Italy, where she's from. You can go out dancing in clubs. She wanted to go dancing. You can't go dancing. We were like, well, She wanted no to clubs. have a glass of wine. You can't, <laughs> can't have, have a glass, glass of, wine. of wine. I mean, so she literally wrote, like, you know, wrote the, hey, dear exchange student program, this sucks. I would like to leave. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, could you imagine a bunch of American kids going to Italy and all of a sudden there's like, they're walking by some booming nightclub and they're like, you want to come in? Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, and I, I gotta, I gotta read the newsletter and I'm, I'll just be interested to see how this goes on in the informational yeah. meeting because I haven't really delved into it because we don't really plan on sending him. And, and by the way, one last thing, uh, it, of course, no offense needed, but uh, uh, someone's going to take it. Um, the male catcalling um, culture in Italy and Greece is of another level. Is it really? Oh, I yeah. I had no idea. Is a there? It's it's a huge call. I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. And imagine like young oh. high school girls. Do you want to know how I feel about this? What this all comes down to to me, down aside to from the fact that the tour groups overcharge, way overcharge. Well, yeah, it's and all I, hustle, under, yeah. I understand. I understand. That's a huge undertaking, but still. A bunch of kids, you have to yeah. get them all. Because, I mean, you got to assume they're building the days with, like, we all eat breakfast at this time, so you got to pay for that. Everything's then we scheduled, take, yeah. Then we take transportation to this museum, and that's paid for, and yeah. then the museum is paid for, and then get we get it. lunch. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's know, all you're building up their time. I totally understand. Yeah. My kid doesn't get to go to Europe before I do. So let's go together. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now you're like my mom. My this mom bullshit. My mom used to yell at me when I went on vacations to places she hadn't been before. Oh, so yeah. so good. You've rightfully ascended to the spot of a very jealous mother that's like, no. You're I not want going to Europe without me. Which I mean the funny part is about it too is is that this trip is very concentrated. It was actually you said the first time they pitched it was, it was Poland. Poland, yeah. That and that was it. Now they're pitching They switched it. They switched it within days. Huh. They're like, oh we which, in fact, you know what? Well, which keep as, talking. I'm going to find this new as, as a Polish person, I am quite insulted. What, what was wrong with my homeland? Why couldn't we go get pierogies? Okay. Why do we have to go to Italy and get pizza? We um, changed the destination. Why? Or why hoping, they, they, they didn't say. Yeah. Because why people bitch 
about it because Poland's not sexy. That's why. No one wants, no one goes to Europe and wants to go to Poland except Polish people. Okay. We want to go there. No one wants to go to the place that was invaded by the Germans and they put up, you know, death camps. You want to go to fucking Italy. You want to go see Athens, Greece. You want to go to Big Ben. No one's going to Poland. I get it, but I'm insane. I would have liked to have gone and seen some of my homeland. (laughs) The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.